Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. And I'm Chris. And today we will be discussing Tyrion chapter 6 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read that chapter before listening. Alright, so the news that I have today, it's nothing really pertinent, but um, HBO has just released a season 8 trailer because they were coming up on the 10 year anniversary of Game of Thrones. So actually Game of Thrones finished up the final season uh, two years ago. Filming of the final season was only two years ago. Um, And even though the show was dubbed the greatest TV show of the 21st century, many fans disliked the rushed ending. Including these fans. Including most fans. (laughs) So they've even petitioned to get it remade. HBO Hmm. recently released a trailer for the season 8, but... It doesn't have anything new, so it's not like say, it's the Snyder is, Cut or anything like that. Well, they did also release a trailer because the 10th anniversary of Game of Thrones is right. coming up, and it was kind of like a trailer for the whole series we, we instead of just that, like yeah. one season, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. Is it was it like that one? Um, it's more of a recap. Oh, just so. oh, that's weird. That's not. Weird. Uh, it's not that exciting. So we asked for our new season, and they gave us a trailer. Give us a trailer for the season they already had, basically shoving it down. Wow! Our thank you. So. Cool. Thanks, HBO. Thanks, HBO. Nice. Okay, so we're going to check in with our friend George R. R. Martin here. He is not doing anything Game of Thrones related. <laughs> Great. Um, he edited two... I know we've talked about the Wild Card series a, wa- a lot. Um, he edited two new ones. The first one is called Joker Moon, and the second one... Oh, they're both Joker Moon, but they're two different ones, I guess. Um, okay. So that's what he's working on right now. He's not writing our last book. Um, it's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. That's it. Whatever, well, George. Thanks a lot. That's um, what he's up to. So for our answers from last week, um, Aunt Katie answered again. Shout out to her. She also, in her email, said for us all to have a very good week. So oh, I just thank wanted you. to put that out there. Thank, thank you, Aunt Katie. We will. Katie. I'll do my best. <laughs> um... So the first question was, how do you think Robert would have done in the melee? Um, and she answered, I think Robert would have held his own in the melee because of his experience and wisdom. So. He is king, and I think he is strong. I think he would have been he would he would have been hurt though. See, and I disagree. I could I could kind of see it though. Maybe he would have done good, and then he he's been king, and he hasn't like fought or done anything except like drink and sleep with well, he prostitutes. Hunts, he's he hunts, lazy. He hunts wild boars. That's a lot different than <laughs> fighting one-on-one combat. True. But he does something athletic. So, mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's just I just, I don't know. Like, I, I disagree. Just because, I don't know, the reasons I just Don't finished. ever question Bobby B, though. Oh, my I God. I do question Anywho, <laughs> um, the second question was, of the questions Ned is asking himself, which is the most important? And these are the ones where he was trying to, like, connect the dots All of his, stuff. yes, all yeah. of his piece-by-piece stuff. Um, and she answered that of the question that Ned is asking himself, I think the most important question is about the poison and who did it and how and why it happened. Agreed. Not one question, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. A series of them. <laughs> Mostly just the poison. Yeah. Which, yeah. Cusco's poison. Um. <laughs> what? He said Cusco's poison. Poison for Cusco. Cusco's, Cusco's poison. poison. <laughs> Put it in the box. I'll come together. Yeah, myself. Nice <laughs> and I'll smash oh it with a hammer. <laughs> I want to watch that. Um, and then the third question was of the people in the Red Keep who is there to serve the realm and who is there to only serve themselves Um, and Aunt Katie said I have to reply on your discussion as I don't know the characters so well yet but of the ones that I know I think Ned is for the good of the realm Robert 
I think she was saying Aunt oh, Robert. And Robert. So yeah. Ned and Robert are both for the good of the realm. Littlefinger serves himself and money. Mm-hmm. And the master, master of Whispers serves himself, just like our conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I concur. I concur. Good. I concur. Good. Good. Good word. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so last episode, we finished up the tourney, um, spent some time at a feast with Ned and his daughters and kind of got to see them interact a little bit more. And finally, Ned and Varys had quite the conversation. Putting some pieces of the puzzle back together. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Today, uh, we're with Tyrion the prisoner now as he rides with Catelyn and some swords north. Uh, we met some new characters. Tyrion starts to say his piece of what's going on. Um, and some unwanted guests cause an uproar as the tables for Tyrion kind of change for the better. Slightly. Slightly. Not much. Um, for our wine today, we have the Bering- Beringer Main and Vine White Zinfandel. So. Yeah, we fancy. Yeah. We had a White Zinfandel last week, too. Yeah. White Zinfandels are but good. I will say the one last week, we all kind of decided it was, like, too buttery. Yeah. So we'll see if this one's a little I better. I think it's funny to describe wine as buttery. It is, though. It had, like, a yeah. weird aftertaste. Pour it up. Pull po- it up. All right. And while you're pouring, I'm going to read our 11th wine rule from John Bonet's book, The New Wine Rules. And rule number 11 says you only need five essential tools for your wine life. In addition to good wine glasses and a good, good corkscrew, you need five other tools. So the first one would be a good rack for drying glasses so it should fit your counter. Um, he also highly, highly suggests to not put stemmed wine glasses in the dishwasher. Because they can break and dishwashing soap often leaves streaks and watermarks. Number two, you need a good brush for cleaning glasses and decanters. And they gently scrub the inside. So don't use the same sponge as you do for dirty dishes. The third one is a neoprene holder, which is good for carrying wine around town. And number four, a proper champagne stopper. So the clipper snap, they clip or snap onto the bottlenecks and they trap the carbon dioxide in the bottle to keep mm-hmm. it fresh. And then a foil cutter. Yeah. Which is kind of self-explanatory. For foil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For foil, For obviously. Foil. Okay, let's start, guys. <laughs> I'm going to try my wine first. Mm. <laughs> Buttery. I hate you. Okay. So, just as a refresher, Tyrion was taken by Catelyn Stark in the inn, and he's now traveling with her and her people. Um, and he's watching Chigan literally bu- butcher his horse for yeah. everyone to eat it. Um, Chigan is a sellsword who is loyal to the Tullys and decided to travel with Catelyn. When she took Tyrion at the inn. And gotta eat. <laughs> God, <laughs> yes. I mean, honestly. Um, another man is present, and he's gonna be an important character. We are introduced to Bronn. Yay! He was also at the inn uh, when Catelyn called for loyal men to help her arrest Tyrion. He is a sellsword of great skill and cunning. He is tall, thin, and hard as bone. He has black hair, which falls over his black eyes, and he has a stubble of a beard. Bronn has a wolfish smile and is as quick as a cat. He's a, um, he has a dark sense of humor and a pragmatic, thoroughly amoral philosophy, and he's also illiterate. 
Damn. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, Braun wears black oiled ring mail over boiled leather, a round steel half helm with a nose guard, and a male coif. Braun is illiterate? Coif. Yeah, Braun yeah. is illiterate. He also has an amoral philosophy. I don't think that they tell us that he's illiterate in the show. No. So an amoral philosophy meaning... Like he's inappropriate. Oh. He's oh. just inappropriate. Yeah. I mean, well, which fitting. which goes along with being illiterate. You don't know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> he does say some things in this chapter. Yeah. That little, uh... And maybe that's Ooh. why he has such a dark sense of humor. You know? Yep. I like it. Um, he can fight with a blade in each hand. That's pretty cool. And he prefers not to use a shield. Because he's got a blade at each hand. YOLO. Because he's got two blades. Yeah. yeah. Who needs a shield? All offense. Okay, so as I said, Tyrion's literally just sitting there while his horse is being cut up and eaten. Um, and I know. And he makes a comment. He's like, my brother Jamie gave me that mare for my 23rd main day. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's watching this man literally cut it into pieces what? and cook it over a fire. And then Chicken goes, thank him for us if you ever see him again. Tastes well bred. Damn. <laughs> Poor Tyrion. He's a good horse, Tyrion. Oh, man. <laughs> so Tyrion walks away without saying a word. He was cold and his legs were so sore he could barely walk. He still had hours more riding ahead of him with scarcely any food and can only sleep on the cold, hard ground for many more nights. And God knows how this would all end. The future is unforeseeable for Tyrion right now. I have he, a question. Yeah. Do you think that they took his saddle, too? Because Tyrion has a special saddle that he rides on. Remember? Because that's where he Probably. got his designs for brands. If they just cut up his horse. So they took his... So... What are they going to do? With, how do they... Maybe sell it. The saddle? Yeah. Oh, hand killer's horse? But it's like hand, it's like handmade. Like custom made exactly. for him. And then it makes me wonder how they keep him on the horses when they are. Yeah. Well, I think he can, it just hurts. That's why he's so sore. He's I feel oh. like every Tyrion chapter he says, My bugs are sore. <laughs> every Tyrion chapter. Well, well it's got, a normal step for someone. Little, I know. Legs. I know. I'm just saying, like every Tyrion chapter, his legs are sore. He's always complaining. Always. <laughs> Damn, Tyrion. He says it a lot in this Chill. chapter. Okay, so he starts to recall the incident at the end when Catelyn called for men to help her, and it only made him more ang- angry. So this next part is just him recalling this memory. It's not the current time. Um, so one moment he walked into an inn and had been ordering food, and then the next moment he was facing a room full of armed men. He remembered trying to reason with Catelyn, um, saying, You're making a sad mistake, Lady Stark. I had no part in any attack on your son, on my honor. And then Catelyn cuts him off and says, Lannister honor. His dagger left these scars, the blade he sent to open my son's throat, showing him the uh, scars on her hand from when she grabbed the blade. Yes. Some people in the room hissed, kill him. They were all friendly a moment ago, and now they all wanted him dead. So think about that. That's Mm. crazy. I, lo- I just really liked that imagery of, like... up real fast, Seriously, man. yeah. I just liked the imagery of, like, one moment, they were all, like, joking, having a good time, and now they're saying, kill him. Uh, so Tyrion said, If Lady Stark believes I have some crime to answer for, I will go with her and answer for it. He knew that this was the only way out of this situation that would keep him alive because about a dozen men had responded to Catelyn's plea for help. So... Then they list who actually responded. So we have the Hall man, the three Brackens, a couple of cell swords, and some field hands. He also knew that the people with him would do nothing to help him. All Tyrion had was a dagger on his belt. Jake and Morin, who were part of the um, Night's Guard, 
couldn't fight for the life of them, and the Black Brothers were so... No, they're not. I'm sorry. Jake and Morn were not. I just got ahead of myself. Um, Jake and Morn couldn't fight for the life of them, and the Black Brothers were sworn to take no part in the quarrels of the realm. So it sounds like they're not allowed, like, as part of the Brotherhood, like, oath, yeah. they're not allowed to engage in these types of fights. Makes or sense. quarrels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're fighting something different. But what so. would... I'm just wondering what would... Like, what would count as, like, a quarrel of the realm versus, like, fighting... Anything like, what if between, somebody just pulls up on them kind of thing? Well, anything between two houses, I feel like. Like, would you be able to defend yourself? I think you can defend yourself, but I don't think you can... Enge- like, this is clearly between the Starks and the Lannisters. They yeah. have... When oh. they go, they, they serve no fealty as brothers in black. That makes sense. So they can't... They're like... Well, so then what would count as something they would be able to fight for? Themselves? Probably and just, like... The Random. protection of the so the defending wall. the wall basically yeah. that's it basically. and then defense and then if somebody were to, to attack them. yeah I mean in their oath I know we'll go over it later but like the oath it's like they protect the realms of have men. we gotten to the oath yet no because John hasn't taken it yet. oh yeah. that'll be so, interesting um, I'm excited for but they say we protect the realms of men okay that's it okay so it's not really and what men do in their realm is their own thing they protect the realms of men okay that makes sense thank you. Um, so next, Catelyn ordered Bronn to take all of their weapons. The innkeeper said, don't kill him here. And Tyrion responded, don't kill him anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Catelyn then announced that they would be taking him back to Winterfell. Tyrion then surveyed the room. He saw about 50 people in the room and noticed that only a dozen had answered Catelyn's call. Everyone else in the room looked frightened or confused. Tyrion noted that only two people from House Frey had stirred and then sat back down quick enough when their captain had failed to move. I want to discuss that, but I think we should save that for our questions at the end. Mm -hmm. Because I have questions about it. Fair enough. So just put a little bookmark right there. Let's put a pin in it. Put a bookmark right there so we know we left off. Exactly. Got me. Then Tyrion announces to the room, Father will wonder what has become of me. He'll pay a handsome reward to any man who brings him word of what happened here today. He was trying to, like, like a last plea for his life kind of thing. Like, hey, I could, like, pay you if you help me out. Like, I'm a Lannister. Hello. Yeah. He knew that Tywin would do no such thing, but knew he would make up for it if he ever got free. Mm-hmm. Roderick announced that Tyrion's men would also come with them and told the rest of the people there to remain quiet about the events that just unfolded. Tyrion thought this was a foolish thing to say. He knew that as soon as they left, the word would spread like wildfire. And it sure did. Yeah, Yeah, why wouldn't it? Right. Catelyn announced that they must ride at once. She gave eternal gratitude to the men who answered their call and said that if anyone chooses to help guard the captives as they ride to Winterfell, that they would be greatly rewarded. And at that instant, they all came rushing forward. Of course. Tyrion said he wasn't truly afraid, even when they were tying him up. He thought they would not make it to Winterfell because riders would be after them within the day because of the offer he made them about his father. So that was a very smart thing that Tyrion said Mm because he knew that word would spread. People would be looking for him because they want this money. Yeah. They then set off in the rain. His legs, again, were sore. (laughs) (laughs) And the rope has shaved his chafed i'm sorry the rope had chafed his wrists raw and seemed to grow tighter as the night went on he thought i was about to settle down to a warm fire and a roast fowl and that wretched singer had to open his mouth Hmm. 
The rain had finally stopped and Catelyn gave the command to dismount. So we're back we're back in the current times, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tyrion was pulled down from his horse, untied his wrists, and yanked the hood off his head. And now he was able to actually survey his surroundings and see where they actually were. He noticed by the surroundings that they were taking the eastern road, not the road to Winterfell. And he exclaimed, uh, you said we were riding for Winterfell. Where are we? Catelyn said... I did say that often and loudly. No doubt your friends will ride that way when they come after us. I wish them good speed. <laughs> so she said Winterfell on purpose, knowing very well that they were not going to Winterfell. So where are they going? She is. She's thinking smart too. She was. She was like a step ahead of Tyrion, yeah. which is very rare. I yeah. thought it was very smart of Catelyn. Very rare to be a step ahead of Tyrion. Mm-hmm. Where are they going? Um, so the group stopped only long enough to feed and water the horses, and then they were off again. Um, but this time Tyrion was not hooded, so he could see where they were going, kind of thing. Because he already knows. Um, after the second night, they no longer bound his hands either, and once they started gaining height, they scarcely bothered to even guard him. It kind of seemed like they weren't afraid of his escape, which they're probably... Because where would he go? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and see, even Tyrion has that thought, like, why would they be afraid of it? Because if he did run, how far could he even hope to go without provisions? Right. Um, but still, Lady Stark drove them forward relentlessly. Um, Tyrion knew where they were heading. As soon as they removed his hood, he knew. Um, these mountains were the domain of House Aaron, and the late hand's wi- widow was a Tully, who is Catelyn's sister. Hmm. Um, he had known Lady Eliza slightly during her years in King's Landing, but he did not look forward to renewing the acquaintance. It wasn't good. <laughs> It was not a good... No. wasn't a good uh, interaction. No. Um, so, Sir Willis tells Catelyn that they need to get some rest, and um, Sir Roderick is literally going, Yeah, um, he's telling the truth, my lady. This is the third horse that we've lost. Um, and Catelyn just interrupts and says that they'll lose more horses if they were to be overtaken by the Lannisters. Um, Tyrion said her face was windburnt and gaunt, but it hadn't lost any of its determination. So she wasn't... She she knew she knew what she was going to do. Right. She wasn't Stop gonna let anybody down. yeah, she wasn't yeah. gonna let anybody change her mind. Um so Tyrion just kinda put in that he said, small chance of that here. Um and Curliquet, who was one of the Brackens, um, a man at arms at, in the service of Lord Jonos, said, The lady did not ask your views, Dorf. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mean. Shut up. <laughs> um, Tyrion had made a special effort to learn all of their names so that he might thank them later for their tender treatment of him. <laughs> a mm. Lannister always paid his debts. <laughs> hmm. Um, so Catelyn commanded to let Tyrion speak. Um, so Tyrion goes off and says, By now our pursu- pursuit is likely racing across the neck, chasing your lie up the king's road. Assuming there is a pursuit, which is by no means certain. Oh, no doubt the word has reached my father, but my father does not love me over much, and I'm not sure that he will bother to bestir himself. So that was only half a lie. Um, Tywin cared not a fig for his deformed son. I thought that was a funny way to say it. Cared not a fig. Mm. (laughs) Not even a fig. Um, But Tywin did not tolerate any slights on the honor of his house. So, So, like, he has to protect him because he's a Lannister. Whether he (laughs) actually loved his son or not, he held the name does not. Yeah. 
It's the fact of the matter. Mm-hmm. So Tyrion goes on to say, this is a cruel land, Lady Stark. You'll find no succor until you reach the Vale, and each mount you lose burdens the others all the more. Worse, you risk losing me. I am small and not strong, and if I die, then what's the point? Succor means assistance there you go. and support. I was, gonna like, I was like, what? I just like to know what we're saying, so we're like in the mind of like, yeah. who's talking? They got a bunch of... Tyrion's got big words, man. Yeah, he does. Um, so that was a full truth. Tyrion did not know how much longer he could endure the pace that they were going at. So is is it safe to say we know where they're going now? Yes. Yep. Or do you get there? I do think we get there. Okay. I just didn't know if I'm we not had sure to... if I... No, you said. I do say it? Yeah, you said that um, it was clear because they're going on the East Road that this was oh, Lord Aaron. Oh, I just said. don't know if people know where, like, yeah. what the East Road is. So he like, just where said, that leads. Said, you'll find right. no assistance until you reach the Vale. Okay, so, and do we, have we told them what the Vale is yet? Like, who's there and stuff? Well, we know that Liza's there. Right. So that's where the errands are. Yes. I think, I think we'll get there once they arrive. Right. I just didn't know if we, like, said it yet here. Yeah, I don't Well, we've think mentioned so the Vale several times mm-hmm. where we know that Robert was there with Ned. Right. Yes. We know that, um, obviously John Aaron was there because that's where But I think, from. I think the big description of it will be a Catelyn chapter yeah. when we are finally there. She but I just wanted to establish or two. Yes. they are not going to yeah, Winterfell. Winterfell. They are going to the Vale. They're going to the Vale to see Lady Lysa. <sighs> so Catelyn said that it might be said that your death is the point, Lannister. And Tyrion just goes, I think not. If you wanted me dead, you had only say the word and one of these friends of yours would gladly have given me a red smile. Um, to which Catelyn says, the Starks do not murder men in their beds. They have too much honor. Yeah. And he literally just, he goes, nor do I. I tell you again, I had no part in the attempt to kill your son. To which Catelyn says, the assassin was armed with your dagger. Um, Tyrion could literally feel the heat rising inside of him, and he's like, it's not my dagger. How many times must I swear to that, Lady Stark, whatever you may believe of me, I am not a stupid man. Only a fool would arm a common footpad with his own blade. And for a moment, he thought that he saw a flicker of doubt in her eyes, but instead of, like, believing him, all she said was, why would Peter lie to me? I feel like she was almost there. Yes. Like, almost there to believe him. Yeah. And then she'd be like, wait. She gets there a couple but times. But wait, why would my best friend lie to me? Yeah. It's just... And then she goes right back to believing that it was Tyrion. So, and Tyrion just goes... <laughs> this is my favorite part. Tyrion goes, why does a bear shit in the woods? Because it's in his nature. <laughs> Lying comes as easily as breathing to a man like Littlefinger. You ought to know. You ought to know that. You of all people. Mm-hmm. So then she then takes takes a step towards him with her face tight and goes, "And what does that mean, Lannister?" <clears throat> um, Tyrion cocked his head and goes, "Well, why? Every man at court has heard him tell how he took your maidenhead, my lady." And then I every time I read. Um, it yes, does. maidenhead yes. would mean virginity. Okay, that's, that means virginity. at least that's what I would assume. Yes, um, and when I read the, when I read her go, that is a lie. I read it in her voice, and she's like, that is a lie, and I'm like, okay, relax. We were right. She just yells. We were right. We are right. Yes. Cool. Um, and then I don't know how to say this guy's name. Mari, Mari, Marillion, Marillion, just goes, oh, you wicked little imp. <laughs> <laughs> to um, Curlicette then draws his sword and, so, and says, at your word, my lady, I'll toss his lying tongue at your feet. Um, and Tyrion kind of notes that his pig eyes were wet with excitement at the prospect of cutting out Tyrion's tongue. So this guy, this man's crazy. <laughs> um, 
Catelyn stared at Tyrion with a coldness on her face that he had never seen before and just said, Peter Baelish, Peter Baelish loved me once. He was only a boy. His passion was a tragedy for all of us, but it was real and pure and nothing to make to be made a mock of. He wanted my hand. That is the truth of, of the matter. You are truly an evil man, Lannister. I feel like she's putting all of her eggs in one basket. Yes. You know, yep. just 100%. trusting him way too much. Yes. And not hearing any, like, reasoning from anyone else. Mm-hmm. To me, as much that Tyrion has already said, I would have started questioning Peter already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and she, but she's holding on to it. Because he was so sure of it. I think, yeah. I think yeah. questioning him instead of arresting him would have been smart. Yes. Agreed. Um, so <laughs> Tyrion just replies, and you are truly a fool, Lady Stark. Littlefinger has loved nothing. Littlefinger has never loved anyone but Littlefinger, and I promise you that it is not your hand that he boasts of. It's those ripe breasts of yours and that sweet mouth and the heat between your legs. Oof. Ooh. With that, Hurlicut grabbed a handful of Tyrion's hair and yanked his head back in a hard jerk, baring his throat. So he's ready. <laughs> um, Tyrion felt the cold kiss of steel beneath his chin, and Hurlicut said, Shall I bleed him, my lady? And Tyrion just let out like a gasp and is like, Kill me and the truth dies with me. Which, True, though. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So then Catelyn again demands, let him talk. And Curlicat just let goes of his hair all reluctantly, like, fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, Tyrion then goes, how did Littlefinger tell you I came by this dagger of his? Answer me that. And Catelyn tells him that he was. she was told that Tyrion won it from Baelish in a wager during the tourney on Prince Joffrey's name day, which... We heard that whole conversation when she was in King's Landing. Right. Um, Tyrion goes, when my brother Jamie was unhorsed by the Knight of Flowers, that was his story, no? And this, I mean, in the book it said Catelyn, like, admitted mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. So, and he sees a little line crease her brow. So, to she's me, she's like, she's like, yeah, it was. So, how does so he... So, how does he know the story? Yeah, like, the exact story he's telling me kind of thing. Um, but before they could even get further, um, somebody yells, Riders! Riders! And I want everyone to put a bookmark right there. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> we're going to come back to this. Um, okay. The shriek came from the wind-carved ridge above them. Um, and for a long second, nobody moved. Catelyn was the first to react, telling Roderick and Willis to get on their mounts and have the other mounts get behind them. And then she also told Mohor to guard the prisoners. But with that, Tyrion sprang to his feet, and he's like, arm us. You're going to need every sword. Mm -hmm. And Tyrion could see that she knew he was right. The mountain clans cared nothing for the... I don't know this word. Enmities? Enmities? Enmities. I'll look it up. So they don't care about anything as far as the great houses. Um, They would slaughter Stark and Lannisters equally as they slaughter each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... It just means that you feel actively opposed or hostile to someone or something so he know they don't care if the the houses are fighting yeah right um the people in black so the mountain clans might spare catelyn because she was still young enough to bear sons but catelyn still hesitated to arm Tyrion. um roderick calls out that he hears them and Tyrion turns his head to listen and sure enough there it was hoofbeats a dozen or more coming nearer um And as, I don't know how to say his name, Laris, Mm -hmm. as Laris came springing and sliding down from the ridge, pebbles rained down around them, and he says, 20 men, maybe 25, milk snakes or moon brothers by my guess. They must have eyes out, my lady, hidden watchers. They know we're here. 
<clears throat> so then Roderick was already on horseback, apparently, uh, with a longsword ready to go, um, while Mohor was crouched, uh, and he had a spear and a dagger in his teeth, and he was asking the singer to help him get his breastplate off. Um, the singer was completely frozen in place, I guess terrified already. They're not even there yet, and the singer <laughs> is frozen in place. Man, he should just not be there right now. Yeah, and so all. luckily, uh, Tyrion's guard ran over and helped him take his armor off. Um... Tyrion kept his grip on Catelyn and was still pleading with her to free him and arm him um, as they were seriously outmanned. He said, it doesn't matter how many men we have, we seriously, we don't have enough. And you're going to need all of us. And um, <clears throat> Catelyn urged Tyrion to give his, she goes, okay, I will do it if you give up your sword when the fighting is over. And Tyrion goes, all right, you have my word as a Lannister. And Tyrion thought she was going to spit in his face based on the conversation that they were already having. When he said, my word is a Lannister. But instead, she sprung into action and said, arm them. So Bronn came up and finally. gave... Yeah, finally. Yeah. So Bronn came, uh, came up and gave Tyrion an axe. Um, and then Roderick gave uh, his men a scabbard. And the third one took a bow and a quiver. <clears throat> so Tyrion said to Bronn, he's like, I've never fought with an axe. And Bronn replied, just pretend you're splitting wood. <laughs> and Tyrion goes, well, logs don't bleed. And... Um, <clears throat> Tyrion said it, or sorry, logs don't bleed. Tyrion said as Bronn ran to help Roderick, and Tyrion commented that he felt naked with no armor or anything else but just an axe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So he pushed over to the singer's side and kept telling him to move over. He wouldn't move, and Tyrion <laughs> kicked him. Um, <laughs> the singer complained, and he was like, "I'm not built for this. I'm not built for fighting." And Tyrion goes, "What have you lost your taste for adventure now?" And quickly gets him to move much. out of his way. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> the clansmen were then on them at this time. So, as the men opened fire with their bows on the clansmen, Jerry noticed how unorganized and grizzly the, grizzly the clansmen looked. Um, they were sport, sporting boiled leathers um, with these, like, unorganized helms that they had on. Um, and they had all kinds of different weapons. Long swords scythes all these weird weapons that did not match at all so i did look up the mountain clans i was just curious is that okay mm -hmm. if i interject no go ahead um if they said they're also known as the hill tribes um they're a culture divided into clans of varying size and strength which would be why they have different size everything you right. know they live in the foothills of the mountains of the moon in the vale of Arryn. and i thought this was interesting they're descendants of the first men huh so I have a question about this. And okay. I'm going off on a side thing, and I brought this up to you before. Mm -hmm. The Night's Watch, yes, they protect against the wildlings, right? The wildlings are just like these people. I did read something. They are also considered wildlings or free folk. I don't understand how there's literally a Night's Watch that are meant to s protect the realms of men from the wildlings. So... But I was there's just, no one that is going after these hill tribes. So this says, the Vale's clans are sometimes called wildlings, like the free folk who live yeah. beyond the wall. They should not be confused with the northern mountain clans, the wildlings that we know, yeah. Yeah. who are more respected and whose clan chiefs are sometimes regarded as petty lords. So, so these are like wildlings without Mance Raider. Okay. We don't know who Mance Raider is. I know. I'm just saying for the people yeah. that know. <laughs> I just okay. think it's just very no weird. Lord. I no, I think it's weird. That's why they're so disorganized they because they don't have like a leader. But there's actually, you know, 
the Night Spots are actually fighting the Wildlings, and they go on ranging yeah, to fight the not, Wildlings. They don't but have there's to, nobody that is but fighting. They don't have to protect anyone from the Wildlings. They're just there. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Just, the, it's just a weird. It's a, weird to think that there's nobody to protect against the these wildlings. That but are they're just beneath like the wall. And they're just like the northern area. people, though. They just don't have a lord to organize. But them. they do attack. They're attacking people right now. Yeah, so that's what we're saying is. That so why is it they're not like why a group? There's somebody to. Well, do the yeah. wildlings attack people on the way to the wall? Yes. Yeah. So they it's raid. just it's the same thing. So yeah. then, but there's the, but the. Night's Watch protects against that. Would the Riders of the Veil vale protect? That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> Maybe. But you know what I'm saying? No one's here to help them now. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> kind of odd, yeah. So, <clears throat> so anyways, back to what I was saying. Okay. So, as they're riding up, Roderick yells Winterfell as he rode out to meet them with Bronn and another one. Winterfell! And another at his back. Um, and they were all yelling battle cries. Um, one of the other men yelled Hall, and Tyrion yelled Casterly Rock as he joined the fight. <laughs> I'm so... I just think it's funny. They're all just like, let's just yell where we're from. Um, Kill the two. Right. <laughs> yeah. Bronn kind of... Uh, and Tyrion noticed that Bronn cut through the clansmen um, just like a hot knife through butter, I guess. Um, and he heard so the he screams of So he may be illiterate, horses. but he can fight. Yeah. He fights with a sword in each hand. Yep. Um, so the screams of horses and clashes of steel, steel filled the air as he went through these people. Um... Tyrion's still hiding behind the rock here, and a rider jumped over the rock and came and quickly came about face to attack Tyrion and the singer. Tyrion jumps up and swings and hits the horse, almost knocking Tyrion over. So he hits the horse square in the neck. Um, the horse crashed and landed on top of the singer, believe it or not. Um, and as the rider tries to get up, Tyrion buried his axe in the rider's neck, right below his shoulder. Jeez. Go Tyrion. Yeah. So, the singer was yelling for help as Tyrion advised him just to play dead. In the chapter, the... the just lay there, don't yeah. touch anything. The singer's yelling, he's like, I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding. And Tyrion's like, that is... Shut up! It's horse blood. You're covered in horse blood. <laughs> just play dead, and we'll come back to you later. Um, so, the battle continues to last a while, uh, while Tyrion jumped over the rock to avoid the fight as he could. Um, and he helped... Uh, or helped as he could, but he stole a helm from a dead clansman, and he saw that Curlicut, remember the pig face guy, hmm. um, had actually been smashed in his pig face with a mace, so he's dead. Wow. Thanks. Um, <clears throat> so then he heard a woman scream and saw Catelyn cornered by three men. And Tyrion thought, let them have the bitch. Let her, yeah, let her die, basically. He was so angry. Yeah. But then he felt himself moving toward her. Because he's a good guy. Yeah. So, um, it said he caught the first man in the back of the knee cleanly, just all the way off with his leg. And he thought to himself, logs that bleed. The second man lunged, lunged at Tyrion, and Tyrion ducked at him um, and swung at him with his axe. And it actually hit him in the stomach, and he reeled backwards, and Catelyn stepped in and slit his throat. Nice. So. Dynamic duo. Dynamic duo. and Tyrion. Tyrion. <laughs> and Tyrion. Um, <clears throat> so, Tyrion looked around and the battle was over at this point. Um, all there was was dead men and horses laying there dying. Um, and the rest of the clansmen actually ran away. He dropped his axe and he noticed that his hands were sticky with blood and he was surprised that he was actually not one of the people on the ground. He survived. Um, and, Yay, Tyrion! Yeah. And as soon as he thought that Bronn goes first battle, um, 
and Tyrion noticed that he was pulling the boots off of Tyrion's dead bodyguard to replace them because they were really nice boots, apparently. Gosh. So <laughs> Freaking Bronn. Um, so Tyrion said, my father would be so proud. Uh, and Tyrion was commenting again that his legs are cramping up yet again. Um, and I'm going to read a little bit from the book here. Bronn says, you need a woman now, said Bronn with the glint of his black eyes. He shoved the boots into his saddlebag. Nothing like a woman after a man's been ble- been blooded. Take my word. Chicken stopped, looting the corpses with the brigades, long enough to snort and lick his lips. Tyrion glanced over here where Lady Stark was dressing Sir Roderick's wounds. I'm willing if she is, said Tyrion. Uh. The free riders broke into laughter and Tyrion grinned and thought, well, there's a start. Made him laugh. Um, after Tyrion cleaned, uh, cleaned up in the river and noticed the clansmen... He could actually look at what the clansmen looked like now. Um, he noticed that they were all very thin and almost starving. Hmm. Um, the clansmen? The clansmen. Mm-hmm. That they wore these really big cloaks, but they were actually were very small people. Um, and that all their... He noticed there was one that... The one that he first noticed had a longsword. And now he actually saw the longsword and he saw that it was all beat up and rusted. It was actually not as terrifying as he thought. Um... <clears throat> They lost three men uh, during this whole fight. Um, Jack, or Jake? Jake. Jake, hmm. uh, who was Tyrion's man. Um, and Tyrion commented that he actually saw him die. He was did like a foolish like charge, and he got struck in the back. And he goes, oh, fool to the end. <laughs> he um, didn't zigzag. Yeah. He didn't zigzag. <laughs> he didn't zigzag, yeah. Um, but also two of the other men that were with them, including the pig face guy. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the man, the men now wanted to push forward, but Catelyn said that they actually need to. She's like, we need to bury the dead. Like it's very disrespectful. Um, and Bronn said, well, the ground is way too rocky to make you know dig holes in the ground. She was fine. Then we'll get stones and we'll put stones over them. And he's like, okay, then you're gonna be picking up stones because I'm not picking up stones. Yeah. You can do it yourself. Um, and. <clears throat> Roderick actually agreed with him and goes, we have to get moving because that's just going to be the first wave. There's going to be many more of them. And Catelyn said, may the gods have mercy on us. And she agreed that they should get moving. Mm-hmm. Tyrion actually got uh, a horse now. Um, since Yay. his horse is dead, he took the dead guy's horse. Um, so he mounted his dead guard's horse and with his axe, um, all the men tried to take it from him again. Um, Catelyn said, let him keep it said, knowing that he'll need it if they get attacked again. Um, and he said, you have my thanks. You have my thanks, lady, Tyrion said. Mounting up, save them, she said, curly, curtly. Curtly. Oh, my curtly. gosh. <laughs> I trust you no more than I did before. And before she could even, before he could even say anything, she was gone. <laughs> so Tyrion joined the others uh, on his stolen mount, and he began to tease the singer who was back with them now. And uh, he goes, huh, Craven. That rhymes with Raven, doesn't it? Just kind of teasing <laughs> at him because he noticed that he now had like a cloak on from one of the clansmen that he stole. Yeah. Um, and he was just a baby, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. It wasn't much help. He was a Craven. He was a Craven. He was. So then he spoke to Catelyn. Um <clears throat> So where the bookmark was, we're picking up the bookmark. Mm-hmm. As I was saying before, we were so rudely interrupted, Tyrion began. There is a serious flaw in Littlefinger's fable. 
Whatever you may believe of me, Lady Tark, I promise you this. I never bet against my family. Ooh. So, uh, ooh, I like that. So he will never bet against Jamie. Boom. So how did he win it? Maybe you know? he didn't win it. Maybe it wasn't his. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Boom. All right. So our discussion questions this week that we have, uh, the first one is, why did the men from House Frey hesitate to answer Catelyn's call for help and ultimately decided not to? I, I was just curious what you guys thought of this because I thought it was very interesting that they were like, gonna do it, and then they look over to their lord and see that he didn't move at all, and like, oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. I think, have we gotten much about the phrase yet? We not, did. A very little bit. But one of the oh, important, I don't want to interrupt you, but go ahead. I just, to me, we haven't seen much about them. I, unfortunately, already know what they're about. Uh, well, not from the show. That's just the Yeah, I know. But I guess, to me, what I've seen from them, they're very, they're worried about themselves. Yeah. I think what we did, um, when they were describing the phrase, they had said that the phrase joined after they were sure of victory, basically. But I thought they that if you were, joined, so if they, they were, were not. If they were bannermen, I don't remember if they were or not, but if they were bannermen, don't they have to? So they were one of the. Come we when were, they call for aid? What we were talking about when we talked about the phrase before is that they were bannermen, like lastly. Like because they had to. Yeah, but they, to be. they still are, like currently, so wouldn't they have to? True, but they would, they're but not they're very good bannermen. They would join during the, the rebellion, um, not Robert's Rebellion, the, with the Greyjoys. Okay. So that Balon. was the Balon's Rebellion. Mm-hmm. So that's when they helped out then, and that was only because they're very timid. They're not very trustworthy. Yeah. So they're not really good allies to have. No. They're just kind of there. Yeah. They're in the area. Gross. So. I don't like them. Gross. Um, and the second question is, do you think part of Catelyn believes what Tyrion is saying now? Yes. I do. I think she's she beginning to, to. I think she's. I think she has to. Feeling. I think. I think she does. I just think that she literally thinks like she's in too deep now. She's already basically yeah. gotten to the veil. She already has him as prisoner. Yeah. yeah. She's. She's heard one story from one person, and took that story as fact she and arrested someone on it. Yeah. And did not think of, hey, maybe I should hear the other side of the story. Just went and arrested him, and now she's hearing the other side and. She's kind of got to yep. think about her She's actions. She's like, oh. Here. Right. She was yeah. kind of being too impulsive like we talked about before. Yeah. Right. Yep. I so agree. The, the last question that we have is why do you think Tyrion stepped up to save Catelyn? Because he's a good dude. I just think because he's a good guy. Um, we haven't necessarily seen all of that yet. But I mean, but even then, uh, I we have though. Because yeah. with his interactions with like John, mm-hmm. or like even just his last interaction with Bran wasn't... Didn't we do that? Sorry. Yeah, I don't think that Tyrion is full of hate. Yeah, like, like the rest he, of them. Like it would take to let those guys kill Catelyn. I don't think... Yeah, he, she arrested him, but he's not like, yeah. let her die. Like he thought, let them take the bitch. Okay, well, that's, like, that was well, a thought wait. in his head. That doesn't mean that's what he's going to do. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but those questions, make sure that you guys uh, answer them. And Katie or more yeah, wants to answer them online. That would be great. Yes, thank you. Um, our Tyrion tidbit for the week is if you're going to be a cripple, better to be a rich cripple. Facts. <laughs> Facts. True. <laughs> all right. Make sure you guys follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page called Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. Our Facebook group is Game of Wines podcast. 
group. We are also on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines One, and on YouTube at Game of Wines Podcast. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we will be discussing Aria Chapter Three. So make sure you read before next week. Thanks for listening. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>